0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Grabs Podcast, where we bring the stories of real-life rescues on the fireground to you firsthand from those involved. I'm your host today, Grant, and with me today, uh, I got a fireman from a Metro Midwest Fire Department, and we're going to leave everything anonymous, but we're going to be talking about a grab uh, his crew made on April 17th of 2021. So, uh, welcome, and uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your career and the fire department? Um, you work for, as far as like what you guys are getting on calls, what your search culture is, and whatnot.
1: Hey, Grant, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, you know uh, a little bit about my career. I started in the fire service when I was nineteen my my hometown volunteer department. Um, let's see that was so sweet going on eleven years in the fire service uh going on Seven of them uh career uh. Worked a few part-time jobs. Eventually got hired full-time for a small city that had two stations. Worked there for about two years. Got my paramedic, and uh, now I'm working for a larger um, Midwest Fire Department. We got 18 stations, uh, three staff trucks, and two heavy squads, um, as well as uh, some of our engine companies have a BLS transport attached to it.
0: Cool. So what do you guys get on a uh, normal – you get a, a structure fire, a house fire, dispatch. What are you guys getting on that alarm?
1: Um, it it varies depending on what part of the city we're in. Uh, but traditionally, you'll get uh, on a regular alarm three engines, uh, a ladder truck, and a heavy squad, and one life squad.
0: So who's doing the searches when you guys get assigned? Is it is um, your incident command like pre-incident arrival assignments or – IC driven or a combination of the two?
1: Uh, A little bit of both. Um, uh, Our first two engine takes command, normally they're attack. um, And then our third arriving engine is our RIT team. And um, depending if there's a heavy squad available, if there's not, we normally get a fourth engine. So a lot of times either the engine or the heavy squad will do the searches. Uh, And also, I mean, obviously we're, as the attack crew, we're, we're not doing a, Actual search, but we're still in there looking as well as we're trying to find the fire. Um, second do is normally the backup and, and truck does truck stuff.
0: All right. So you're assigned to uh, the crew that you're assigned to when you guys get dispatched and you're assigned search by IC. How, describe what your typical search looks like, what you guys are taking tool-wise, if you're doing oriented, split, VES, mm-hmm. or a combination yep. of all of them.
1: I mean, it's all a situation depending, you know, if someone goes, hey, my kid's in that window right there. We're going to grab a ladder, grab the tick, throw it to that window, VES or V-E-I-S or however you want to call it these days. Uh, um, But if we're assigned search, you know, we'll we'll start on floor closest to the fire. Um, And we normally kind of do like a split oriented, you know, we got uh, six people attached to my company. So some of us might go up to division two. We'll the rest of them stay in division one or go down the basement or however it works. But normally try to keep like an, an oriented man. Then what, what tools are you guys
0: taking that, Or can you describe what that oriented man is like? Is the officer leading and dumping firemen into rooms or are you guys kind of just leapfrogging and, and talk to us about the tool assignments you guys are taking in?
1: Okay. Uh, I mean, for us, like, um, I like to carry either a set of irons or New York hook. Obviously, if I'm searching, I'm not going to take the hook in with me. I'll uh, probably bring it, uh, bring the Halligan in uh, and then for doing search. Uh, and then you know, normally the officer kind of uh, kind of leads the leads the search, and uh, we'll stay at the main hallway or the doorway or however, wherever this case may be, and uh, kind of uh, direct everybody where to go, what he needs done, and um, make sure we're getting uh, everything searched well and cleared. All right, cool. Now that we got a good background
0: on you and your department and how you guys are doing searches, why don't you take us back to April
1: 17th and talk to us about this call? All right. Hey. Where we got sent, we go to this place on a regular basis for between BS medical calls, some old person, burnt popcorn, uh, a malfunctioning m- malfunction to the... Uh, The alarm system, I think I've taken three serious runs out of this entire place. We probably go there once a day. It's a complex that has a – on one side of the road is uh, like independent, like I do not necessarily geriatric, but older population, 55 and up, uh, independent living where most of them have like an aid that comes in once or twice a week. Uh, Across the street, you know, you have your rehab then you also have uh just your generalized nursing home stuff like that uh but you know we always get sent to one of those three buildings on a regular basis it's right on the very very edge of our district um so from two of the directions no one from my city is coming um uh, it was about it was a, a rare occasion we were actually on uh on par to have a no hitter that day which is very very odd for us you know we're normally doing quite a few runs and uh it's about three o'clock in the morning and this place comes in for a commercial fire alarm and of course we're walking out to the rig and we're like really this this place this place is going to ruin our no hitter you know just with a commercial fire alarm because their stuff's always malfunctioning and you know i'm very very diligent when it comes to stat stuff like even if it's a commercial fire alarm i i try to take it very serious until proven otherwise and you know i have you know we're getting dressed we're getting dressed and we're we're probably halfway there um and they upgrade it to a regular alarm so on a commercial fire alarm response we just get a single engine engine company um they upgrade it to a regular alarm and it said there's light smoke in the hallway so how these buildings are set up uh there's about four on each side, four to five uh, apartments on each side of the common hallway. Each apartment has their own, kind of like a patio door. Uh, so on the way there, they upgrade it to a regular. And uh, so I slide my mask on, I grab the hook and the irons and uh, we get up, nothing showing on scene. Um, mind you, we're the only ones there. We're the only ones there for quite a while. Um, because we had so much of a head start on the rest of the uh rest of the crews. So uh as I uh as we we're walking in, you know, my lieutenant caught, says nothing showing over the radio, starting to do a 360. And I start one of the other residents like, Hey, you can come around through through my apartment. There's nothing in there. And as I'm walking by, I see a little bit of white smoke just kind of wafting out from the uh the eaves. And I let my lieutenant know, me and my uh, me and my backstep guy, we got a water can, a hook, and a set of irons. We walk in there, and uh, she's like, yeah, it's coming from this apartment. All right, well, I told the lady, you know, go ahead, step back, you know, we'll take from here. And not a lot of smoke, you know, literally looks like almost like a heavy food on the stove type incident, you know, just a little bit of gray smoke in the hallway. We pop open this door. <laughs> I look at my backstep guy, and I go, I think we're gonna need more of the water can. It's floor to ceiling, just heavy, thick, brown smoke. Um, charge up, put up, go on air, We step into the apartment, but there's not a lot of heat. Um, I got, we got the thermal imaging camera and I'm looking around the stove thinking there's some burnt popcorn or something. There's no heat signatures in the living room and out of the corner of my eye, I see a little flicker. And I walk into the bedroom, all these apartments are they're they're cookie cutter, identical. So if you've been in one, you've been in them all. Now stand straight up; it's not hot in there whatsoever, but it's very very low visibility. Uh, and I open up the bedroom door, and there's like this small little uh, maybe like the size of a coffee can pile of rubber burning. And I I kind of laugh but I look at my partner. I go, "Hey, I found it. I think I did. You know, stomp it out." And I turn my flashlight and I start looking and this entire bedroom is torched. The, the mattress is down, almost uh, three-quarter of the mattress is down to the springs. Blankets are melted. There's a uh, charring on the um, uh, on the um, closet trim and stuff like that. I'm just looking around. I look at my barn. What the hell fucking happened in here? He's like, dude. He's like, there's somebody in here. I'm like, you're absolutely right. You know, I thought I was like, my bet's uh, in the bed, and he starts feeling around. He's like, nope, not there. So he starts looking around the living room or the uh, bedroom. I go back in the living room within five, ten seconds of me getting in the living room. I, 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 uh, I see this person, there, this lady, laying there face down, and I, uh, I roll her over, and I just she. Probably uh, 120 pounds wet wearing boots. And I, I called my partner. I was like, hey, I found somebody, found somebody. And uh, from there, we got her out, got her out to the life squad.
0: So uh, let's talk a little bit detail wise. Um, you found her in uh, the living room, family room. How, uh, did you find her like, with your hands? Do you find her with the tick or vis- um,
1: visibility? Was what visibility was pretty low. I got down, I got, I squatted down to where I could start seeing on the ground level. And uh, as I'm going around, I once I got low enough, I saw the, I saw her foot. Whether I saw, the, whether I saw it on the, whether on the camera or saw it outside the camera, honestly, I don't remember. What about it was just so was she on so the grass?
0: Was she on the ground or yes? Okay, yep, she was on the living room floor. All right, so face down. Uh you said she wasn't real heavy. How'd you guys move her out?
1: Um, you know, just I as my partner's coming out of the bedroom, I just I scooped her up and threw her over my shoulder. And he's like, All right, let's pick her up. And he just looks at me, he goes, Well, hell, you already got it. Let's go. So we start going out. He gets on the radio, you know, we're coming out. We uh we we got a victim. Oh, there that, that's when all the crew start showing up is right around this time. Nobody heard it. In my head, I'm sitting there, don't fall, don't fall, don't trip. Like, I'm in the hallway, it's clear. I'm walking outside, I'm like, don't run, don't trip. And the next thing that clicks through my mind, like, don't be a mannequin, don't be a mannequin. Just instantly, for some reason, that little bit popped in my head. I'm like, this is going to be embarrassing if it's a mannequin. And as I'm walking out, my lieutenant's just looking at me like this weird look on his face. And then my driver's looking at me like, what's that on his shoulder, man? They thought I had a uh a rug rolled up they 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 didn't hear nobody heard us come across the radio and say we're bringing someone out, so they weren't expecting it we we set her down life squad pulls up and uh got her uh got her to the hospital
0: Crazy story it seems like um. You know, we prepare so much for the runs and, and you know, when we're like boom, 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 things don't exactly happen like they should. It's more often than not. No. I, think, I think my buddy Gary Lane said it, you know, a lot of times we find victims by happenstance. It's like we just happen to be mm-hmm. in the right place at the right time. Now, all those skills uh, are definitely, uh, definitely aid in everything that we do. Uh, training on the front end, but it seems like more often than not, like, oh, crap, there's actually one. And, uh, man, so I guess as you come away from this one, like what are your takeaways? What do you, what do you you tell the younger guys or everything? Like what's changed now in your, uh, when you're responding to crap after
1: this one? Well, kind of two things for me. Uh, one of the things, uh, I'm, I'm not, I haven't changed was, you know, always prepare for the worst. You know, um, I remember I, when I was uh, fresh out of drill school, there was a less than desirable lieutenant to work with. And he was relieved to our station. And July, August day, it's hot out. Uh, we catch a car accident. It's more than a fender bender. And I just follow suit with the guy, the senior guy beside me, threw my bunker pants on and my vest. Afterwards, he pulls me aside. He goes, hey, you know, if we're first to a car accident, I want you in your full turnout gear. I'm like, hey. No worries. Like, I understand. Well, next run we go on is a commercial fire alarm. And I'm ready to go everything but my mask on. And he goes, why'd you get dressed just commercial fire alarm? These are never anything. And I just kind of looked at him and like, is this guy screwing with me? And, um, and that's how I've always approached like commercial fire alarms and stuff was, you know, be ready to go. I, you know, not necessarily have your mask on, but have it hanging there ready to put on like that when you know okay hey this this is a job this is working fire um the so that hasn't really changed with me and uh, we actually had a, a rookie relief into our station the other day and we uh we got an investigation which is third party caller think there might be a fire and uh I look over and I was like he was getting dressed I was like man good for this dude like I'm, I'm excited to see that you know And I talked to him a little bit about it afterwards and he's like, yeah, you know, why wouldn't I? I'm like, Hey, you'd be surprised. How many people don't. Uh, the other thing is, is even if it's not hot and it's, uh, you know, zero to low visibility, get down low. Like it was not hot in this room. Best way I could describe it is, you know, just the trapped heat in the house when you're overhauling where it just feels like it's 10 degrees warmer inside the house than it is outside. And, if I had got low, as I was walking to that bedroom, I would have probably seen her within the first couple of minutes, instead of th- two, three minutes later. Uh, so, that was, I guess that's the other takeaway for me: is you know, even if it's not hot, stay low. What
0: uh, you brought up time. What What do you think the time factor was on this one? I know you guys got a head start on the
1: regular. Uh, we got. It was. Um, let's see here. We went. We got dispatched and went out at two forty eight. Uh, two forty eight in the morning. They upgraded to a regular alarm. Um, uh, almost about two fifty. 250, almost two fifty one. And then we were on scene at two fifty three. Uh, I have seen. Um, about 254, we got inside the building, and at uh 0300, we was pulling her out. So, within four minutes of us being inside there,
0: nice, yeah, definitely less time than it took you to tell us the story, which is cool. Yeah, the, the time factor is huge. Uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? Uh,
1: Not really, you know, I think, uh, uh, as last I heard, um, I could be wrong, things are changing, but she got sent to another hospital that has a burn center, and last I heard, she is still alive there, so that's a positive, but I don't know, are you allowed to put that in there?
0: Yeah, we're not using names, so good luck, (laughs) everybody trying to (laughs) track, yeah, we're not What's that? We're not using names, so good luck anybody trying to track any any specific information now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but yeah, no, last we heard, uh, she's still alive, and uh, she, fingers crossed to her, man. I you know, sending out some prayers, and it was definitely an interesting situation with it being a commercial fire alarm and uh, going turning into a, a regular with the fire already snuffed out the fire was snuffed out in the bedroom with just a little bit of smoldering, but a lot of stuff was damaged. A lot of stuff was burned.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, wrapping up I'll, the couple of things I took away from this, this conversation is, you know, treat every automatic fire alarm. Like it's the real thing. And you know, most of us fire nerds that are probably listening to this already do that. I love, I, I don't know about you, but I love a, uh, single engine response that turns into something more because it's a t- little bit yeah. of time to play. You can go a little bit slower, yep. but when you get those calls and you look around like, man, something isn't right. Take a look around real mm-hmm. quick and try to see if you can find yeah. victims because that that's when it's when things don't seem right. They're not right. Uh, yeah.
1: And one of, those, another one of those things is, you know, I'm sure you've heard it, but big building, small smoke, big fire for that, for where it was pumping out that little bit of smoke, there was definitely something cooking inside there at one point or another.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely makes a difference when we're reading our smoke. Mm -hmm. And then just that last takeaway is uh, getting down to the ground where victims are going to be, you know, two feet visibility is pretty awesome if you're in a fire, but unless they're hovering at about four feet, most of us aren't going to see it. see the victim before walking. So get down Mm -hmm. where we're going to find those victims and, Absolutely. space so well brother i appreciate you sharing the story uh, we're going to wrap it up um just see everybody that's listening you can be on a big bigger department you can remain anonymous nobody's going to know we just really want to hear the story so if you uh, make a grab oh, or assist alive or deceased please go to www.firefighterrescuesurvey.com take that short survey uh the information is for us by us and updated real time If you want to share your story with me or uh, any of the other guys that are doing these uh, on our podcast, reach out to me, Grant Schwalbe, uh, Justin McWilliams, or Nick Ladeen. And until next time, thanks for listening.